All right. Welcome to Surveillance Port 150 Q&A, where we take questions from our patrons at $5 a month or more. And we're going to start off with our regular Mr. Camel 999. Congrats on 150. Big milestone. Thank you. Have either of you played Balloons Tower Defense 6 or any other Balloons game before? What are your thoughts on them? I, I, man, I told Henry before we started recording, I can't tell if this person is like joking and they're a longtime fan or if this is just a weird coincidence. But uh, for those who don't know, that was like when, when Henry and I first started doing the podcast, we like accidentally bonded over that game. Both of us happened to be playing it. And for a long time, it became like a long time, like, I don't know, 10 episodes or so. It became like a running joke of us. Like, what level are you at? <laughs> and then apparently you like beat it. You like maxed out and just got bored. So you stopped playing. But <laughs> <laughs> that's always what happens with Balloons Tower Defense. But then I don't want to like play the harder modes because then I don't win. <laughs> no, see, that's the fun for me is I'm I'm a, I'm a completionist kind of person when I play video games. That's why, like, I don't finish a lot of video games because I'll get all the way up to like the last boss fight. And then I'll be like, oh, but I don't have all the ultimate weapons. Oh, but I'm not level 100. Oh, but I haven't caught all the Pokemon. And so I just end up never finishing the game because I get busy. So um, I love Balloons Tower Defense. I have it on my computer. I don't think I put it on my phone, but yeah. It's a good game. Oh, it's so awesome. But yeah, we, we kind of bonded over that. Speak for yourself. Oh, okay. Well, you know, that's fair. <laughs> I'm, I'm an acquired taste. <laughs> I, don't, I wish I remember what episodes those were, and I'm not going to go look. Let me see if I just type surveillance. Surveillance report, report balloons, tower defense. Balloons, tower. Let's see how good YouTube is. No. There's apparently a massive flaw with the hacker detection system in balloons, tower defense. <laughs> Big yikes. Next question is from Barnaby. Trying to find a privacy-respecting solution to sync notes between Mac and Android. I love using Obsidian on my Mac, which I can sync between different Macs using Synology Drive, but for accessing my notes on Android, I would need to buy the Obsidian sync at $100 a year, which I find a little too expensive, which is valid. More, I did not find a way to share notes with other users. Commercial apps work great, but usually don't provide end-to-end encryption and your data is locked. Uh, cannot export data in standard format. What do you use? Yeah, this is going to be a tough one because it's the leaving the iOS ecosystem part of it that's going to really shrink your options for you. Synology is Synology Notes, which I'm sure you've heard of, and there's probably a good reason why you don't use them. Personally, I think Synology Notes is definitely on like the very low end of Synology suite. It's not very good. I personally use Crypty for all my notes, but uh, I can definitely see how it's not going to be quite an Obsidian replacement, most likely. Obsidian, I know, has like all of its fancy gizmos and gadgets. If you want something a little more clean-cut and minimal, I really like Crypty. Standard uh, notes? There, There is standard notes. They don't do sharing, um, though. So that's kind of my question, because when you say share notes with other users, like I just checked uh, NextCloud just now, and all I can really do is copy the text of the notes and share that, which is also true of standard notes. I don't know if you're talking about like something collaborative where, like, I can share with another person and they can edit it, which I can do in Nextcloud. They have to be a user, of course, but I can share with like my wife, for example, and she can edit the note. But yeah, the share part I feel like is going to be kind of tricky. Or even something right. that's read only, honestly. Even if it was just like, I don't know. Like it, this is going to get kind of a little deep, but I've heard of a lot of couples like they'll use that as a form of communication if one of them is like not always the best speaker. They'll write out their thoughts, and that could be really useful to have like a diary that you can share with your significant other that's read-only that you want to share your thoughts with them that you may not want to like verbalize 
but you may prefer to write it in a space where you have more like something like that is kind of what I'm envisioning. If you need something like with what Nate was talking about, which is very on-demand sharing, like if you want to have like a user that's constantly in the same folder as you, really the only two things I can really suggest your way with like a very strong privacy and security side of things that has sharing capabilities like that is going to be like CryptPad and Synology. And Nextcloud, but again, they have to be a user as well. So, Right. And you can use Nextcloud on a Synology box, so... You could try setting up Nextcloud on your already existing NAS as well. But yeah, those are some options to throw your way. I still haven't seen like a super... I, I can't just tell people this is a Google Drive replacement. That's completely privacy respecting. I just haven't seen anything that like quite matches that use case with privacy and security in mind. I was going to say, I do like Nextcloud a lot, but I, I also have a lot of criticisms with it. Like For example, it pretty much has to be self-hosted. It can't be end-to-end encrypted. It, just, it can before everybody gets all snippy in the comments, but it's garbage. I did want to mention that uh, I did bring on the lead developer of Notesnook, but I personally haven't used Notesnook very much. But that's another option that I've seen people suggest. I was also wondering about Joplin. I know I mostly see Joplin as like a, a, a notes app for Nextcloud on Android, but I know it, it doesn't need Nextcloud. It might be compatible with other stuff. I'm speculating. I haven't really used it a lot myself, but that's a possibility. I also wanted to throw it out. I've no joke in the last three months. So y'all know I'm notoriously critical of encrypted messengers. I feel like we have way too many of them. Most of them are garbage and the ones that are good are good. And sure, there's always room for improvement, but we have way too many of them and we don't have enough like other things. This is a prime example. In the last maybe month, two tops. I've seen at least three separate people on three separate occasions say like, hey, I'm learning programming. I'm bored. I want to create an app. What should I make? Or, or alternately, they're say, I'm learning programming. I'm bored. I want to make an encrypted messenger. This is a perfect example. Make a notes app that you can share notes. And like, for the record, if you're learning programming and you're making an encrypted app, Maybe be open about that so people kind of like temper their expectations of security. There's a learning curve there. I wouldn't want people to put like credit card numbers in there when you haven't quite figured it out yet. But I'm just saying like this is a perfect example of like we have – I'm not going to do it right now. But like when I made my encrypted messenger video, I think I had 25 different messenger logos in the thumbnail. We can't name a single damn notes app that does basic features. These are the kind of things we need. We do not need encrypted messenger number 5,579,099.5. We need stuff like this. I'll get off my soapbox. All right, our next question comes from Curate. It says, if I were to get a hotspot account with Calyx, is the only way to keep my anonymity to use it with a computer that I don't sign into any account except something like Proton? I would use a VPN. I guess I'm a little confused here on what you mean by like your anonymity with a Calyx hotspot. Are you talking about from Calyx? Because to my knowledge, I don't think Calyx logs any of your usage data. The whole point of a Calyx hotspot, as far as I know, correct me if I'm wrong, is they buy the hotspot from T-Mobile on your behalf so that your name is not attached to it. Now, does that mean T-Mobile is not monitoring the data that goes through it? I don't know. Maybe they are. And in which case, if you're using a VPN... I mean, yeah, they probably are. You're right. So in which case, if you're using a VPN, then they really have nothing on you because all the traffic is encrypted. So I don't know what you mean about like the only way to keep your anonymity is use it with a computer that you don't sign in any accounts. Like if you're on a VPN, they're literally not going to get anything from you except the metadata of like this hotspot was on in this location at this time. 
which, granted, depending on your threat model, it, I mean, for most people, that's probably not a big deal. So, like, I, I don't, I don't see what the issue is here. If you're using a VPN, I don't, I don't see the issue. I don't, I don't know if you disagree or know more than I do, but no, uh, there's not much. I mean, this is just like any other cell plan. Use a VPN, but in this case, this eliminates the need for a messenger or phone calls. You can't even do it directly on the hotspot, so we don't have to say use end-to-end encryption phone calls and SMS. Next question is from Fragment7071, and it's, Hi, Henry and Nathan. I was wondering what privacy-respecting browsers you use on your phones. I'm currently trying to find a browser that is privacy-respecting, but is also available to sync bookmarks across your Windows, Android phone, and iPad. So you have, ooh, you have a Windows, so you have Windows, Android, and iOS. Technically, iPadOS. Currently, you've been using Brave, which has been all right. However, in the future, I want to move away from the Chromium browsers. I have seen bookmark syncing extensions like XBrowser Sync, but I haven't seen much talk about whether that extension is private. In your opinions, is it worth sticking to Brave or using different browsers across my devices and install that extension? This is going to be a little bit personal preference. Now, I haven't seen much or used XBrowser Sync, um, so maybe it's a perfectly fine extension, but I would probably be still, for myself, either pushing for a native browser that does syncing that you can use on all three systems just to keep things simple on your end, like Brave currently does for you, or I would be looking at moving your bookmark manager to something else, so something else that you can use so that we separate things a little bit if you can't find a browser to do everything. Firefox does do syncing to all these three devices, as far as I know. So that's actually a pretty obvious solution there. If you want to move away from Chromium browsers, you can just use stock Firefox. And that should actually fulfill your use case pretty well. Aside from that, there are a lot of bookmark managers out there, uh, the privacy of which can vary a lot. But if you see any bookmark managers you like, you can always move your bookmarks away from your browser itself, which is a little bit less convenient. So personally, I'd be looking at Firefox. I don't actually see here why... Firefox wouldn't fit your use case. Yeah, that's kind of what I was thinking is I know Firefox is in the process of kind of overhauling their mobile browser to be more extension friendly, which I would imagine is probably your complaint, which is totally valid for the record. But yeah, I I would maybe hang in with Brave for a little bit while that overhaul is underway. But I think once they fix that, I think that's going to make Firefox on mobile a lot better. There's also, for the record, I don't use them extensively, but I know like Mole is a, a pretty good Firefox fork for They need for syncing, though. Can you sync with Mole? That's what I was about to say. I don't know if you can, but it's worth looking into. As far as X-Browser Sync, so I just checked. I was going to say I don't think it's maintained anymore. The last stable update was May 5th, 2020, and the last beta was April 29th, 2022. So I don't think that's really being maintained anymore. <laughs> I, I would say Firefox probably sounds like the best option here. Next, David Johnson, what FOSS alternatives to Adobe Acrobat would you use or recommend for reading and marking up PDF files on either stock Android or one of the popular custom ROMs? God, I hate this question. <laughs> I was going to say, I don't really know. Because there is nothing. It's well, not the on, question. It's, it's, I know one of them comes with, but does it let you... Edit. No, it's, none of them will allow you to mark up. I guarantee it. Command is, tools, command line tools allow you to annotate, edit, and convert documents. Yeah, but that's not on the actual. Yeah, this one's just a viewer. It doesn't actually let you edit on mobile. I get pissed working with PDS, PDF files because there really is, like, guys, this is like something where Linux is just absolute terrible for. Like, there is just nothing on Linux to be able to, like, actually edit, sign, annotate, and highlight PDF files that I've seen that's any decent. 
Nick from the Linux experiment has pointed out a few, but yeah, they're very few and far between from the sound of it. Right. It's just not a common thing. And then on mobile, you're just screwed. I will say this is a very nice, Apple has done a decent job. Like Apple has a lot of nice built-in tools to work with PDFs, which is pretty nice. Making them actually one of the few devices where it's like somewhat not like going to tear my hair out just to use PDFs and like manage them. But yeah, I can't stand Adobe, can't stand Adobe products, can't stand Acrobat, can't stand PDFs, can't stand the closed ecosystem around PDFs, can't stand the options for annotating PDFs. So I'm sorry, David, I don't have much to add here because I've spent like months trying to like improve my situation. The only thing I'll add actually is a lot of photo editors. Sorry, I took over the question, but... um, a lot of photo editors uh, can handle PDFs. So like Photopea is an, a web-based like Photoshop alternative, and it's surprisingly awesome and powerful. It can like low-key handle PDFs. So uh, also try that out. That's something I had a little bit of luck with. Yeah, I was going to say, at least you've been trying, because like, I never really mark up PDFs, so I've never really had to worry about it or think about it. The only other thing I can think is this would be a great one of those great questions for like the viewers to chime in. If any of you guys know of any or you've, you know, know any tricks, like feel free to leave them in the comments and I would tell David to go ahead and check the comments a little later and maybe see if anybody has any suggestions there cuz yeah, I got nothing. Like I said, the most I ever need to do is view them and I use the Oh man, what what's that app called? Caliber Lib- Librera FD. That's the one I use for reading everything on mobile. So Right. And no viewing's easy. I mean, almost everything now is built-in viewers. Like your browser on desktop has a built-in viewer. You know, your iOS and Android both have built-in viewers. It's the annotating and highlighting and signing yeah. signatures. See, I never Something need to everyone do that, so I never think about does, it. Does for the most part except Nate apparently, <laughs> and yet there's no like there's no way to do it. Though I heard Chrome was going to introduce the ability to sign PDFs. I, I don't know where that is or if that's already been released. We're not good people to ask Chrome questions about. I was going to say, given how uh, how much fanfare they made about third-party cookie blocking, I'm just going to assume it's already been released and we didn't hear about it. Next question. Hopefully you can take this one over like I did the last one because I don't really have much to add here, unfortunately. But the question is from Captain Morgan and it's recommendations for private photo printing and or album creation services, something similar to Snapfish. You haven't gone through the privacy policies, but you imagine many of these services use the photos submitted for training AI models, etc. Yeah, before I hand it off to Nate, sadly, this isn't something I've done, nor do I have much experience with. You can always dig through the privacy policies yourself of maybe like the top three services and just pick your favorite one. I'm sure there's also local options, but they're probably going to be less convenient and more expensive for photo printing locally. But that's really all I have to add, unfortunately. I'm going to be myself. And for the record, I want you all to know I am a minimalist and I am a stoic. Why can't you just print a photo and put it in a photo album? Like, I, I, I honestly don't know. And f- that's a genuine question. Like, maybe there is a really good reason where somebody's like, oh, here's why I use these services. And, uh, you know, like, for example, I could see, like, I wanted to print a scrapbook of, like, 300 photos. Yeah, that's fair. I could see that. But when you say, like, photo printing, and it, I looked up Snapfish right before we started recording because I'm like, I've never heard of this. And what they're showing on their front page is like, oh, here's an individual photo in a photo frame. And it's like, that's cool. I paid $200 for a printer or something like that. This sits right there. Target is 15 minutes away. In 20 minutes, I can have a photo on the wall. Like, I I don't understand what is the point of outsourcing this. 
That, okay, so that would be my first question. Is like, is this something that you're doing in bulk or you're doing often enough that it makes sense to outsource it? In which case, that's legitimate. But if it's like, man, if you just do like a couple of photos like once a month or every few months, like, I, I don't know. How hard is it to just print it out? And I, I mean, it feels like everybody needs a printer nowadays anyways, or at least I do. Maybe Maybe printers are my PDF editors. Maybe nobody else needs them, but I do. But I don't know. Yeah, anyways, in answer to the actual question, I don't have any uh, suggestions on that. I'm not – I honestly don't take a lot of photos. I, I realized years ago that I never go back and look at them. I'm just not really a photo kind of guy, so I just don't think about it much. But I'm going to punt that one to the audience again. If anybody has any recommendations of anything reasonably privacy-respecting with a decent privacy policy, let us know because I got nothing. You just tore <laughs> Captain Morgan a new one for their life decisions. <laughs> Look, I could be wrong. I Believe me, I've had plenty of times where I go on a tangent like that, and people are like, well, here's why they do it. And I'm like, oh, you know what? You're right. I'm the idiot. That makes total sense. So I'm not trying to tell you you're wrong. I'm just saying, like, if it's something you only do once in a while, I don't see why you can't just print out the photo and buy a photo album. But if it's something you do a lot of or it's a lot of photos at once, then, yeah, I could see the value of that. But I don't know. It's just one of those things I don't get. On that note... That is all the questions we got this week. Thank you guys for chiming in. If you want to ask us a question, we have Patreon, $5 a month. We love answering questions. We love hearing you guys' thoughts. And, you know, they kind of let us know some things that we didn't know or some things we should keep an eye on and stuff like that. So please keep them coming. Great questions this week. It's super late where we are. It's been a long day for both of us, so we're going to head out. Thank you guys for watching, and we'll catch you on Surveillance Report 151, which will hopefully be out this weekend.